Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 21st. It is four minutes after 11. You're listening to the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. And before this hour is over, Rob Kendall has an announcement that he would like to share with you. But first, let's talk about what's going on in the great state of Indiana. Some state senators are touting the possibility of reinventing Indiana's tax structure to determine whether the state could eliminate individual and corporate income taxes. They say it'll take pressure off residents and businesses, but it will also depress future revenue. And some say that Indiana needs to invest in its quality of life. Well, here's the deal. If you remove state income tax, people will have more money to spend on their own quality of life. You could let them decide what they want to do. Well, and so this is we talked about this a little yesterday, in which the major mistake... And I don't know. I guess I operate because I was around these people and I was around some of the higher up people when I was involved that many of these people are malicious in their operation. But I think some of them do it naively that lawmakers or people in highly appointed governmental positions, whether it is the state of Indiana, whether it is a a town or city council, whether it's a mayor's office, they get obsessed with the idea of the entity. And what I mean by that is whether it is the state, the town, the city, the country, whatever. And they look at how it will harm or affect the entity. When in reality, it is the people who matter the most who make up the entity, right? Like your town Mm -hmm. is not a thing. Your city is, the city of Indianapolis is not a thing. It doesn't live. It doesn't breathe. It doesn't have a pulse. It doesn't eat dinner. It's, it's an, a collection Mm -hmm. of people and the, the governmental elected and highly appointed officials get obsessed because it's ingrained in them on how it will impact the entity rather than how something will impact the people in the entity itself and which you see with the state of indiana because what is going to happen in indiana is very soon within the next uh, i don't know five years or whatever it is indiana has what is still called an unfunded uh, teacher pension liability Mm -hmm. and that is for people who retired before the year 1996 Mm -hmm. and by the year 2030 that will be fully paid off and done with and as such it will create a billion dollars a year of additional revenue that is not going to that. And the state is currently beginning a discussion about what do we do with this? Notice they're not proposing any cuts to government. They're not proposing anything now, like let's make government more efficient, let's make it better. They're already plotting how to spend and what to do with money in 2030. And it's interesting that the Republicans are supposed to be the party of lower taxes. They're supposed to be the party of limited government. They're supposed to be the party of limited government spending. And yet under Republican rule, especially under Republican supermajority rule the past 10 years, every single one of those things has gone up, 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 up. And the discussion centers around, well, should we cut income taxes? 
But there are people within the Republican Party, high-profile senators and House members currently there, who are pushing back against that because they're concerned about the lack of money to continue to grow the government. Mm -hmm. You just reminded me of something that I hadn't thought of for a while when you're talking about entity. And it's something that I was taught in broadcasting school many, many years ago, uh, where you might hear occasionally somebody on the radio say, good morning, Indianapolis. Yes. And you're not supposed to say that because Indianapolis is not people. Instead, you would say, good morning, Joey. Good morning, Christine. Good morning, Gary. They make up Right. Indianapolis. Right. But Indianapolis in itself is not a person. Correct. So you don't say good morning to the city. You say good morning to people. The role, the role. And of, that's the entity. The that role of government about. should be to do things that people cannot do for themselves. So it, it, in reality, it should be pretty simple. Public utilities, uh, infrastructure such as roads, bridges, sidewalks. I mean, there are obviously more, but I'm saying we, we have taken something that is supposed to be a very simplistic thing. And the idea of what the country was founded on, and our country was so great because it was founded on people who were motivated to provide for themselves. They were motivated to provide for themselves and be left alone. And the great struggle has been, and consistently people who want to provide for themselves and be left alone have consistently lost, is what the size and scope of government should be. Look, the state of Indiana has a massive public health program. And it is okay to say, hey, look, there are downtrodden people who cannot provide for themselves, who need help and assistance in some capacity to be able to make sure they have medical care. Great. I don't think anybody objects to that. But we have a program in Indiana in which they practically beg and promote you to be ushered into the public health program, which is a Medicaid expansion, which is Obamacare, which what has been done under Mike Pence and the Republicans. And they practically beg you to go into this government-funded health care program in which able-bodied people who can and do work are able to get insurance for 5 or $10 a month in many cases. Casey. How much is your insurance? Is it more than 5 or $10 a month? <laughs> yeah. Right. How angry does that make you that you are paying for able-bodied people who, based on what they put on a tax return, and because the state has looked, especially under Holcomb and the current Republican crop, mm -hmm. to move as many people into Medicaid, Obamacare as humanly possible, but we don't have the guts to call it that because we know people would be mad if we called it Obamacare, so we lie to people and call it HIP 2.0. Right. How mad are you? Yeah. That is not the role of government. The role of government should not be to usher people who happen to be in a gig economy who can have creative and unaccountable tax returns, who are able-bodied and working clearly based on the fact they're eating and paying rent, et cetera, and rolling around with iPhones to get insurance for 5 or $10 mm -hmm. a month. Mm -hmm. But in Indiana, that is where a huge portion of our money goes. There are, there are endless, endless amounts. I did a video years ago. I used to have a, a program here on WIBC called Where Do Your Money Go? Yeah. And, and maybe I'll eventually bring that back right. where we would just explore things. And we went into like the HIP program and how ridiculous it was. We waste a colossal amount of money. The vast majority of money in this state goes to things that people likely could do for themselves, especially when you take out public education, which is its own separate disaster. But the Republicans are fighting over what do we do with this billion dollars? There's some who want to do the right thing, which is cut, cut taxes. Now, there are some who want to cut taxes that benefit their donor and lobbyist buddies. There are some who want to cut taxes that benefit everyone. But the, the fact that we the Republicans are even having this conversation on what do we do with excess money mm -hmm. 
is another example of what the Republican Party actually is. Give it back. Okay, so Senator Travis Holdman said last week that he plans to introduce and pass a bill establishing a Blue Ribbon Commission. And the commission is going to analyze how the state should reorganize its taxes after it's funded that pension fund for the teachers that you had mentioned. So what is this? This isn't even, even if this Blue Ribbon Commission comes up with a plan after they've analyzed what it wouldn't go into fe- into effect until 2030 2030 is the early so this is my point the republicans here and the republicans now have no plan this is this is the this is just the most republican thing ever so i had posted the other day i said the republicans have on social media zero plan to deal with the looming property tax assessment crisis. You haven't heard boo from from any Republican, Mm -hmm. much less somebody in a position of power, that being uh, Lockdown McGee, uh, the Flanders boys, Rod and Todd, uh, anybody, uh, Jeff Thompson, uh, who controls the money in ways and means. Nobody has any plan or has publicly said anything about what the biggest issue facing the state of Indiana is. And I love this, that Jim Lucas, who I thought we were done with him being an idiot, but he got on this thread and goes, how do you know there's not any plan and two days ago i said okay what's what's the plan plan? casey would you like to guess whether i've received a response from jim yeah i mean he was he was screwing around on facebook which is Mm -hmm. what he does best instead of actually coming up with a plan and promoting a plan and talking about a plan there is no plan these people love higher taxes these people love to take as much of your money as possible because you're willing to give it to them because you have for some reason, it is ingrained in people's heads that if you uh, vote for a Democrat, I don't know, you're going to have high taxes, higher taxes, I don't know what, but they recognize so many people will, no matter what they do, roll over and play dead. Mm-hmm. They're taking your money and they're giving it, in many cases, to people who did not earn it, don't deserve it, and aren't willing to work for it. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Merry Christmas. Let's talk about uh, this other article, how a majority of likely voters in the U.S. believe that the system is broken. So Senator Kirsten Sinema, she decided to leave the Democrat Party, and she's now an independent. She won't say if she's running again or not. (laughs) But this Rasmussen poll says that 60% of people found that she made the right decision for leaving the Democrat Party, but the system's broken and how are we going to fix the two-party so, system? So isn't this interesting, right? So cinema tries to get labeled, well, she did the right thing and she left. Mm-hmm. When did she leave, Casey? Did she leave last year? No, she left right after the midterms. What was that like? Right. 24 hours right. afterwards? So she... So she won her re-election and that's... Well, by she, the way... Well, she hasn't been re-elected yet. She's going to be up for re-election. Okay, and she hasn't decided if she's going to run right. again. But she was a Democrat and voted for all the Democrat stuff. The... the uh, COVID thing that they did in 2021, which was a huge driver in in inflation and a huge driver in supply chain issues and a huge driver in people not wanting or or, or being willing to work. Uh, She voted for the infrastructure bill that was a giveaway to gigantic uh, corporations and only half of it actually goes to infrastructure. She voted for this green dream thing that after and she voted for it after she protected her corporate buddies in Arizona. She did all the Democrat stuff. Mm -hmm. So she did all the damage. And yet, after she's done the damage, and after the midterm, when she's going to be up for re-election, and she recognizes because the Democrats are mad at her because she won't get rid of the filibuster, that they're going to probably beat her in a primary, she's not doing it because she's not a Democrat. She's doing it because she's going to lose, and yet we live in a society where people go, oh my gosh, look at how look at how brave she is. She's an independent. Mm-hmm. She is no more independent than I am. She's independent of original thought, and that's about it.
It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. You are worked up today and still an announcement coming from him before 12 o'clock today. Yeah, big announcement. On 93 WIBC. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Just in time for Christmas, we're getting a big Christmas gift, and that is the fact that Dr. Fauci is retiring. The director of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, guy who became a household name, stepping down after more than a 50-year career, he said, COVID does not define my legacy. (laughs) That's what we're going to remember, though, isn't it? How about blowing it on AIDS and HIV, too? How about that? Does that define your legacy? (laughs) He said dealing with COVID-19 was like trying to hit a dynamic and moving target and said the world learned more about the virus as the weeks, months, and years went on. Yeah, we're learning more now, aren't we? Well, and I think one of the things, and I think the reason our our show is number eight nationally, thanks to Mm -hmm. Barrett News Media, according Mm -hmm. to news Barrett News Media, is um, that we offer different perspectives here than you get other places. And one of the things that I think I can bring to the table is I was around these people. And by these people, I'm talking, you know, higher up government people. And you can't begin to process what absolute self-absorbed narcissists so many of these people are until you're actually around them. And I think we've done a good job over the years of, of pulling the veil back. I see this all the time from people go, hey, when you started here six years ago, I believed you were crazy, man. I believed you were some radical libertarian guy who mm-hmm. was just trying to do damage to Republicans. And we see it all the time where people go, you have been proven correct so many times that you are the one who was right. They are the ones who are the problem. And it, it, it's hard to admit and realize everything I've ever believed is wrong because I believed a narrative. And these government people, Democrat, Republican, whatever, it doesn't matter. The level of total narcissism in these people, I can't even begin to express it. And here is a great example. Tell me you're a narcissist without saying the word it's saying just of no, for no reason whatsoever, it's really nice that people idolize you and put you on a pedestal. It's nice that some people, you know, idolize me and put me up on a pedestal, but I don't get impressed by that. I never have. He's the legit, the legit him <laughs> is the guy I have fun with on the radio every day. Mm-hmm. That's legitimately him, mm-hmm. right? Like, if you're good at something, If people like you for it, you're very lucky. You don't go around and say, idolize you. That is so offensive. Yeah. Well, the man who single-handedly wrecked the U.S. economy, right? When Fauci speaks, social media censors. How many lies did this guy tell? He sees himself as part of the politically favored scientist entitled to rule Americans' lives. And that's it. He is just so entitled, Rob. Uh, Even after the NIH admits that the U.S. funded gain of function, he still denies it. And how many I don't recalls did he say in front of the House Republican Committee? And yet he's sitting there saying, people idolize me. They buy my bobbleheads. But if you get away with it, right? I Mm -hmm. just had a... uh, 
someone in in the media, I'm not going to out them because uh, they have not given me permission to out them, but they just sent me a, a text about Duke of Spendingburg voting for this spending bill and mm-hmm. going out and doing a puff piece mm-hmm. with IndyStar. Right, and, he was doing some uh, about soccer right. or something. And they said, what is wrong with this guy? And I said, there's nothing wrong with this guy. That's who he's always been. He is not your friend. Anthony Fauci is not your friend. But the problem is, and this is why when people would not listen to me this past year, when I kept telling you. Well, it was even before that, because I believe you were saying, oh, this two-week lockdown, yes. shutdown is going to turn into more, and then that's going to turn into, and people thought you were nuts. And yes. sure enough, what happened? The two women and I went mm-hmm. back and forth on this almost every single day. And the same thing is true with with whether it's Todd Young or Fauci or whoever, if you don't punish these people and the only punishment they care about is power and taking away the power, they are going to do what they've always done. They have the, these Democrats, these Republicans, these people in government have people so snowed on this idea of this team and that team and you're pro-science or anti-science or you're pro, you know, pro-Republican or pro-Democrat that that you people do not think for themselves anymore. And this past entire year, I've been telling people, if you don't want to vote for the Libertarian, that's great. Mm-hmm. If you don't want to vote for the Democrat, that's great. But the, at least you can send a message to this guy by not pulling the lever for him. Downvote him. Mm-hmm. Make him see that other people got more votes than him. There's a million different ways you could send your message, and people weren't willing to listen. And so you get this. Th- these, these people are like... And then I'm going to get in trouble. No, I'm not going to say it because I this is my last day of the year and I'd like it for not to be my last day here forever. But these people will do what they are trained to do is what mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you. And if they are rewarded for bad behavior, because in most cases they're awful people, they will continue the bad behavior. All right, let's talk about this thing with Tim Robbins. And yeah. I was really surprised by this because uh, by all accounts, this guy is just as left as they come. And I'm talking about the actor, Tim Robbins. And he was, uh, what was he doing? He's talking about how dystopian things got during the lockdown era. Well, he made a good point, and we do this with Mar and these other people. We always preface it by saying, this person is not your buddy, mm-hmm. he's not your friend, mm-hmm. but when people make good points, we point out they make good points. And Tim Robbins was on a podcast, and he was talking about how awful some people, like Anthony Fauci, mm-hmm. were. He doesn't name Fauci by name, but I mean... The, the, this case in point is Anthony Fauci, how awful people were to those who didn't get a vaccine or didn't want to wear a mask. And I hope Kevin bleeped this. Let's go. It's not good. We turned into um, tribal, angry, vengeful people. And I, I don't think that's something that is sustainable for the earth, that we start demonizing people that don't agree with our particular health policies and turn them into monsters, turn them into uh, pariahs, um, say that they don't deserve a hospital bed. Uh, I think about, you know, people that have made bad mistakes in their lives where they take too many drugs and they overdose and That's totally their choice. That's totally their responsibility. Yet we take care of them. Yet we bring them to the hospital. Yet we save their lives because we're compassionate, because we we want to make sure that people live. And this turned, it turned into you should die because you have not complied. That's incredibly dangerous. 
Good job, Kevin. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a solid one. That would have been a big one. There's some they'll let slip. That would have been a big one. So good job. Yeah. So when did things get so tribalized? When the government got involved. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah. When masking became a political issue. When you saw on your TV screen how to report mask violators. Don't call 911. Take a picture and then send it to state health department officials. We did that here. I I know. I know. And so we, you don't get to say, well, this is only in liberal states. Our governor and the state health commissioner, Dr. Box, gynecologist. What? Why are you laughing? That's her job. She's a gynecologist. I, I'm aware. I have great respect for the gynecology profession. Uh, we're, we're trying to get you to turn in your neighbors. They were having press conferences urging mm-hmm. you to turn in your neighbors. They were trying to put you through executive order in jail for not wearing a mask. This is not... I mean, these people are super liberal, but this isn't a Democrat or Republican thing. This is an us versus them thing. And enough people have not figured out yet that it's an us versus them thing. And us isn't R versus D. It's us, the people, Mm -hmm. versus them, the politicians. Okay, but this isn't necessarily a new thing. I'm going to read you a headline, and this is from 2011. And the headline says, Losing Our Humanity, Politics, and the Death of Compassion. It's been like this for a long time. Uh, COVID made us more aware of it. And I also think a lot of it has to do with the internet because it's made people ruthless. Yeah. Because they can be keyboard warriors. And compassion is due to empathy. And the highest form of knowledge is empathy because it requires us to suspend our egos and live in someone else's world. It's 1128. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93. Hey, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. What? I think I'm going to do it when we come back. Your announcement? I think I'm going to do the big announcement. Is that okay? It's half your show. I'm getting goosebumps. Are you excited? I'm so excited. What if it's it's not what you think it is? What if it's something different? I I have no idea what it is. I I think I know what it is, but. We'll do it when we come back. Okay. Cool. It's Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. And every time it rains, it rains. It is 11.34. It's the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. All right, Rob Kendall. What's up? You've been teasing this all morning long. You said you have a major announcement. Oh, yes. I almost totally forgot. Mm -hmm. I doubt that. Um, So one of the really interesting things about what we do Mm -hmm. is we interact with tens of thousands of people every single day. Mm -hmm. And the relationship between the audience and us is interesting because many of them we never meet, many of them we never come across, some of them we do get correspondence with, but the vast majority of these people we never meet in person. Mm -hmm. And it's a pretty powerful thing when you think about the colossal amount of people who listen to this radio station, to this time slot, every single day. And that relationship is unlike any other, I mean, at the end of the day, radio is a business, right? We Mm -hmm. consider these people like our family, but it really is a business. And the business centers around, people listen, Mm -hmm. our salespeople sell advertising based on people listening. Mm -hmm. And so I've always said our job here is twofold, to entertain and to educate. Mm -hmm. And if we do the two things right, the entertainment and the education, We'll get a third thing that's pretty cool, which is people end up agreeing with us oftentimes. And maybe you change a pattern of behavior, or maybe you affect a policy or whatever. Mm-hmm. But part of the interaction and the deal with the audience in terms of entertainment and in getting them invested in us 
is that we talk about ourselves on deeply personal things on a level and a way that very few people do. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you have found this in the short time because obviously you spent a lot of your time in management and music, et cetera. In talk radio, you got to open up, mm -hmm. right? You got to tell the good, the bad, a whole bunch of stuff because people are invested in you and us, yeah. and Kevin, right? Yeah. And it's one of the things that we joke about how I love the hate mail, how hate mail goes straight to the front of the line to live for the people who despise right. me. The overwhelming majority of people who listen to us and to this radio station listen because they enjoy what they what we do. They cheerlead for mm -hmm. us. Mm -hmm. Like the, it's like almost like a sports team, right? Like yeah. we're all in this together and they cheerlead for us. And so I thought I've known this for quite a while mm -hmm. and I had sat on it and thought about it and thought about, you know, do I want to talk about it publicly? When would be a good time to talk about it publicly? And I, I talked to a friend who's been in radio for a long time last night about it. And he, he made a good point. He said, people want to be invested in you mm -hmm. and they want to cheer for you. And then because this is a good friend, he added something like they want to know you're not always a horrific, awful, terrible person. <laughs> and <laughs> so we're working on yeah, that. Part. Yeah. So, you know, <laughs> I prayed on it a lot and I talked to my wife about it a lot and I'm going to tell it. And then I'm going to, there's two major reasons I'm telling it. And my wife is a deeply private person. And so the fact that she was supportive of this for these reasons tells me it's the right thing to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited. I'm going to be a dad. Yay. Oh my gosh. I'm so happy for you. And Casey, my baby is due July 4th. I know. This is so amazing. Oh my gosh. Rob Kendall is going to be a father. And so there are this two. This is going to be so life changing oh, for you. It, it's incredible. It's, you are blessed and lucky. It's the most, thank you. It's the most awesome thing in the world. And there are two major reasons I want to talk about it now. And the first is because of the season we are in. Mm -hmm. And it is the season in which God sent his word wrapped up in human flesh. That's what Jesus was and is, was God's word in human flesh. And it is the greatest, most wonderful miracle coupled with the most selfless act in human history, which were the cornerstones of Jesus's life, the virgin birth and the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the two most amazing things that will ever happen in the history of this planet. And we are in the season of celebrating one of those things. And I wanted to talk about it now because this baby and the blessings I've had the past year are 100% because of and directly involved in that relationship that I have and the prayer and the power of prayer. And so I would just encourage anybody, if you are whatever season you're in, an early season, a late season, a mid season, whatever you're experiencing, now now every time is a phenomenal time, but now would be an incredible time. You don't have to go to church if you don't want to, but I would strongly encourage you to do that because there is immense power in prayer. And it is an incredible thing when you have that relationship with God and the things and the blessings God will bestow upon you. And this baby 
is such an example of that for me. So that's number one. Mm-hmm. The second part of this is we are at the phase in this pregnancy where I have seen and heard this baby twice. Mm-hmm. So ultrasound mm-hmm. where you see it mm-hmm. and hear it. Mm-hmm. And then just the other day we went and heard the baby. I, I didn't know this case. There's so much about pregnancy I never knew. <laughs> Probably because I can't get pregnant. Yeah. But I'm learning on the fly. They only do like two ultrasounds mm-hmm. for most people throughout the course of the pregnancy. And the rest of these, I they're not called ultrasounds. I think they're called Dopplers mm-hmm. where you, you hear, you the, hear the baby. Yeah. And the ultrasound, because you hear the argument, uh, which is now raging throughout this country on abortion and life and what is life and what does life mean, it should be a requirement in public education that kids experience an ultrasound. Because at eight weeks, when that life pops up on that screen and you couple it mm-hmm. with a heartbeat that is pounding throughout that room. There is no way that any person of any amount of sanity can see that and hear that and say that that is anything other than a life blessed by God and by Christ. And hearing it again yesterday and hearing the baby, they described it as somersaults. I don't know if babies can do somersaults in the second trimester early on. That's what they called it. They're the doctor. I'm not. The fact that the thing is doing a somersault and I'm hearing its heartbeat, you're going to tell me that's not a life? Give me a break. Now, I know there are Republicans and conservatives or libertarians or whatever who think that the life fight is not one worth having. And there are people who say, well, the Supreme Court ruling, it cost us this Senate seat or that Senate seat. And I say this as a person who has always been pro-life have always been, as you know, staunchly, Mm -hmm. even before this blessing. But even if we lost every single Senate seat because of that, every single House seat, the presidency, every single lever of government in every single state, the amount of lives that are being saved because of that. And when you hear it and when you experience it for yourself and you know that those lives will have an opportunity, it is totally worth every single electoral defeat that may or may not have happened. And the life fight is one worth happening. And so the two reasons I wanted to do this now was one, encourage people in their faith and also encourage them in the life movement to keep fighting and keep going and keep educating because it is worth it. Congratulations, Rob. We're all really excited for you. I'm so happy and I'm glad that the news is finally out there. Yeah. I have uh, started reading to my baby all sorts of things on tax increment finance, <laughs> applicable tax rates, uh, infrastructure, mm-hmm. uh, inflation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the fact that uh, the baby is due on 4th of July yeah. is just an exclamation point to it. And I have to ask, uh, you weren't, you're weren't you not alone in this process. Yeah. How is your wife? Is she good? Is she's she great. doing okay? Is she feeling, feeling good? Knock on wood, she's doing awesome. Uh, she was, as I said, sprinting to the microphone the other night to ask Matt Walsh mm-hmm. a question. Mm-hmm. I said, hey, the dad's right over here. Mm-hmm. No, she's doing wonderful. And uh, she has been such a, just an awesome blessing in my life. And she's she's outstanding. It is the Kendall and Casey Show on 93 WIBC. The face is glowing. I can see it in your eyes. I'm happy and you know. 
Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Good morning. It is 1148. It is the Kendall and Casey show on 93 WIBC. In case you just are uh, joining us, Rob just announced moments ago that he's going to be a dad. Yeah! Yes! But do I, it. I can't wait for the content that's going to come rolling in revolving around having a baby. It's, it's going to be fantastic. It's going to be uh, wonderful. And I want to thank everybody in the YouTube chat and social media. The power of prayer is an incredible thing. And that's one of the reasons I wanted to get that out there tonight, today. Um, and I appreciate all the people that are going to be praying for us. And it's just, it really is an incredible time, no matter what you have going on in your life to even if you've never asserted your faith before to for the first time or reassert it or whatever that may be uh and we are just incredibly blessed i know my wife really appreciates uh everybody as well and uh i was really surprised i thought you know she was gonna give me some pushback on telling everybody and when i told her why i wanted to tell everybody she said no you absolutely have to uh have to do that because uh my wife doesn't have social media or anything. Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't do. That's why she's so happy. She doesn't. She's her life is not ruined by anything. Isn't that uh, your surprise that your <laughs> wife is private? I think that's what makes it work. Okay, it's the uh, it's the Christmas portion of the program. Yes, Casey got us gifts, mm-hmm. which is phenomenal. Okay, so Kevin, uh, my wife and I got you uh, something we feel that you can use on a repetitive basis. Uh, and make sure you just use it on your own because while we love your significant other, he totally doesn't deserve you. So when you go out, are just, you are, you're talking about? Yeah. Can I open yeah, it? Yeah, you absolutely you can. Kevin? Yeah, okay. absolutely. You and Kevin got this for me, and uh, Angie. Let's see here. Oh, oh. What? What is it? Oh, thank you. Uh, I, we couldn't figure out where to get you the gift card to. So my wife was like, hey, idiot, you can take these to like any of those stores Mm -hmm. and they will be applicable there. It says, Casey, we really appreciate all that you do. You're an awesome friend and coworker. Also, as far as we know, you're a really good mom. (laughs) As far as we know, Merry Christmas and thanks for being awesome. Well, you know, maybe the the kid will come in uh, over uh, Christmas break and you can ask her. Uh, Thank you, Rob and G and Kevin. That's really sweet. They got me a gift card. Okay, so you guys have to open your presents. Okay, uh, yeah. Kevin, do you want to go first? Uh, sure, I'll go first. All Kevin, right. tell everybody what's on top of your present before you get in there. Uh, I see there's some batteries. Triple <laughs> A batteries. <laughs> That's where we're going. Oh, uh, boy, Kevin, I'm so excited for whatever's in that package because nothing bad has ever started with batteries. Uh-huh. <laughs> the proof that I'm a good mom <laughs> yes. because if there's a toy involved, you must oh, have batteries. Oh, look at that. Mm-hmm. Kevin. We got... I love this. Digital air drumsticks. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> awesome. You don't need uh, you don't need to bring your drums in. Now we can say drum roll. Kevin, toss that over to me so I can show and it to people on just, the YouTube you chat. You can just play. <laughs> He's younger. Digital now, air drumsticks. Now, can you do this in the studio? I'm well. Yeah, we're gonna, we're, we're going to have to figure it out. 
Should I try to get a performance in? Yeah. You might have to you might have to read the instructions on those. Oh, he's a drummer. The instructions are just play, baby. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just play. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh which one of these? It's the bigger one. Okay. So there's a, there's a couple uh, oh! a couple presents there for your wife. How nice. I've uh always got to always got to take care of uh got to take care of the co-host wife because uh it can be an interesting relationship with. Well, she loves you. She likes well, you way I know, better than and, me. And, and, and I love her. Um, but uh, that's the thing because you and I share a lot of time together. Yeah. That I'm, I'm, I'm not the, I'm not the number one woman in your life, and I have to make sure that she knows that I know that. <laughs> <laughs> is that is this something like you've had to do from experience? Yes. Really? Yes. So. No kidding. Yeah. So we got to make sure that she knows that I know that she's number one to oh, you. Oh, it came from Amazon Prime. It did. <laughs> if you missed the uh, show earlier, uh, I had no idea Amazon Prime was a thing, and then I had no idea that Amazon Prime was... That you actually have Amazon Prime. I have Prime. Amazon Prime, and that you can watch television on it, mm-hmm. and I had no idea. As our audience was, I know nothing about technology, and my wife was kind enough to hook that up for me. Now I can watch all the stuff on mm-hmm. Amazon Prime. What are you, using a key there to get it open? Y- yeah, I think, let's see here. <laughs> He's opening the box. That box feels really heavy to me, too. Ah! Look at this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I love this. I know you're going to have some time off. Maybe do a little light reading. Radio's greatest of all time, Rush Limbaugh with Catherine Adams Limbaugh and David Limbaugh. Oh, my gosh, Casey. I love this so much. I'm showing it on the YouTube for yeah, everybody I knew to see. I know you're a, you're a Rush oh, Limbaugh fan, this. and that's the latest this book This is going to be out. just awesome beyond belief. I can't wait to read this. Thank you you're so welcome. much. You're welcome. And it's hardback. Mm-hmm. It's hardback. That's why the box was so heavy. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Good stuff. Yeah, thank hey, you, Casey. Yeah, I just realized, welcome. too, I need a screwdriver okay. to uh, put the batteries in, well, so no performance. <laughs> Not today. You you can work on those, and uh, when Rob comes back, we'll expect a drum roll or something. Sounds like a deal. Hey, hey <laughs> uh, Kevin, how, what, is it 5630? Is that right? Mm-hmm. 5620. 5620. Okay, so I would like to close. I know I took like the whole last segment, but I did want to no, close talking to you and Kevin, yeah. because this is my final show of the year. Right. And I want to start with Kevin. Kevin has done a phenomenal job. Amazing. He's fully invested in the show every day. Mm -hmm. He uh, works hard. He works diligent. Uh, He never gets upset that he has to work with me. Uh, (laughs) I consider Kevin a friend. And Kevin, we love you. And I've told Matt Hiblin several times to double your pay. I don't know if it's worked yet or not. So Merry Christmas. We love you. Thank you very much. Casey, I want to say what a phenomenal job you have done this year. Um, You have stepped in to something, one, you have to work with me, which I would not wish on my worst (laughs) enemy. And you had very big shoes to fill Mm -hmm. from people who had been here, and I include Mock and Days and that together. Yes. And you have totally, everywhere I go, including the Matt Walsh thing the other night, Nobody wants to talk to me or about me. They want to know about you. And they all said how much they love listening to you every day. You do a phenomenal job putting up with me. You do a phenomenal job tolerating me. You do a phenomenal job loving me. And I am so lucky (laughs) to get to work with you. And I'm so excited, so excited to do it again in 2023. The feeling's mutual. And thank you, Kevin. Thank you, Rob. 
Have a great break, Rob. You deserve it. And I deserve love our listeners. Merry Christmas. Yes, but mostly, thank you for listening. Hey, I'll be back here tomorrow, so I'm going to count on you. Me and the gun guy, we're going to be here together on 93 WIBC. Baby. I just want